a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. I have been listening to, I, I think I've told you this, I have been listening to all of my vinyl records from A to Z in alphabetical order. I have noticed it on Instagram. Okay, you've noticed it. Great. I got to the Carpenters and I have to say, Karen Carpenter, and I don't mean to talk well, ill of the dead, you know, <laughs> poor thing, because she died of well, she died of anorexia or some shit. Correct. And yeah. Drugs. yeah. OK, I got this record in. I found it in the trash, <laughs> which, is where, which is where it belongs. There was a bunch of when I lived in Brooklyn, there was a bunch of records someone had thrown away. That's a very Brooklyn thing. It is. And I got some good shit. I got the Star Wars theme. I got Star Wars disco. I got a That's, lot of Billy Joel. Good. Star Wars disco is fantastic. Um, but yeah, the Carpenters, I got the Carpenters album and it's terrible. And she does a cover <laughs> of it's called Now and Then is the name of the album. And she does a cover of the song Sing a Song by I don't know who wrote it, but the the person I know who sang it was my first crush. Maria from Sesame Street. And she did a, the version of Sing a Song, and it was fantastic. And I loved it. And uh, Karen Carpenter has, somehow has less edge uh, on her version <laughs> than the Sesame Street version. I don't know how she did it. It's, it's again, poor thing, but uh, I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> I might cut that last part. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Quaaludes, Quaaludes were awfully popular. Is that what she is that what she did? Oh, no, I have no idea. I'm just just guessing. Oh, are you just you're just making a statement about quaaludes? Yeah. <laughs> Completely you know uneducated. That's nothing to do with the carpenters. But you know what's interesting? Quaaludes. <laughs> Before you get into the plot again, and I'm sorry, um, mm -hmm. something that Amanda suggested. Is that I I talk about the first line how quickly it is before i start laughing <laughs> and usually it's the second or third line but i would like to i would like to say the line if i may sure okay a certain father had two sons the elder of whom was smart and sensible and could do everything but the younger was stupid <laughs> <laughs> i loved it it was some real goofus and gallant shit yeah <laughs> I, just, it sounds like it was written by you <laughs> at least like at least that snippet and it was the younger it, was stupid it was so he's so stupid if you would mr johnson uh take us through the story of the youth who went forth to learn what fear was yes so as you said a father had two sons the older was smart and capable but the younger failed to learn or understand really anything there's one point at which the father asks the older to do something even remotely scary. Why, you know, go get something from the church at night. And the older refuses and says it makes him shudder. The younger one overhears this and wonders aloud what it is to shudder. And they all ignore him because he's an idiot. One day, not long after, the father tells the younger that he needs to learn a skill to earn a living. I think he says, actually, to, to earn, you don't even buy your salt. Uh, the younger replies that he'd like to learn to shudder. For his profession and the father predictably sighs um soon after this uh the local sexton comes to visit and the father is complaining of this younger son 
The sexton says, oh, send him to me and I'll put him in his place. <laughs> so sends him off. Uh, he teaches him to ring the church bell um, and makes him gets him up in the middle of the night to do it every midnight. Um, one night, he the sexton goes ahead of the boy and dresses as a ghost to scare him. As one does. As one does. As, I mean, as, it's, the, it's the first it's, thing that popped into my mind. It's when, when, when <laughs> you know what's something fun that priests do? <laughs> <laughs> they hire a young boy and then they get dressed up in some sort of spooky costume in the middle of the night. Um, and play tricks. And play. <laughs> All boys love tricks. I, 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 uh, I digress. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, so the boy's about to ring the bell, and he sees this ghost or ghostly, you know, whatever figure standing on the other side of the the sound hole. Um, and he calls to him. <laughs> the sound uh, hole. Sounding hole. I don't know what are they, whatever they called it. <laughs> like some sort of uh, a hole that the priest yeah. enjoys. Um. Yes, <laughs> the hole that the priest enjoys. Correct. So yeah, so he calls out and he says, you know, identify yourself. And the priest is silent because he's playing a ghost. And the boy calls out a second time, identify yourself. What madness is this? Et cetera, et cetera. The priest does not respond. And the third, third time says, if you do not respond, I'm going to come over there and shove you down the stairs. And the priest thinks to himself, surely he's joking. And no, he runs right over and shoves him down the stairs, rings the bell and goes back downstairs to the house and goes to bed. Not long after the wife of the sexton uh, can't seem to find him, wakes up the boy says what happened he went up ahead of you and the boy says i didn't see him but i saw this weird ghostly figure was he dressed in a sheet was <laughs> <laughs> refused to identify himself so i pushed him down the stairs uh if you're looking for him go see if that's him uh if it is i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't check or nothing just <laughs> <laughs> goes back to goes back to sleep she should uh, sure enough she goes to the bell tower finds him with a broken leg moaning and wailing uh, so, yeah, she freaks out, tells the younger kid's father. Uh, the father freaks out. Um, the, the younger one explains actually quite rationally. Um, and the father's uh, response is to disown him, uh, gives him 50 dollars and sends him on his way. I believe dollars is dollars. Some. Yeah. Money. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Gives, he yeah, gives him a, yeah. a pittance of money to yeah. go seek his his uh, his life. Something. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so younger younger son goes out into the world, often repeating, if I could but shudder, if I could but shudder, out loud, all the time. This is It's his thing now. Um, he comes across a man who offers him to learn to shudder uh, for those $50, um, directs him to a recent hanging of seven, and tells him <laughs> to just, you know, just hang out there, spend the night. So the youth says, sure. He builds a fire for warmth. Um, he's hanging out. And the corpses are blowing in the wind. He decides they're cold because he's cold down by the fire. They must be even colder. So he, one by one, unties them, brings them down, and arranges them around the fire for warmth. <laughs> they don't seem to be thanking him. Um, and at one point, actually, one of them, the, the their clothes catches fire and starts burning. And he <laughs> puts the fire on and says, well, if you can't be bothered to even stop yourself from catching fire, I'm just going to have to hang you right back up there. So he does. He puts all the corpses back up on the uh, on the gallows and goes back to sleep by the fire. Um, that man returns in the morning. Um, he says, I don't still don't know how to shudder, um, but these corpses, they wouldn't even talk. Uh, they're, they're <laughs> their, like, why is that one all burned, burned up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to his hands? Well, I cut them off and ate them. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't actually happen. No, that didn't happen. That time. happens okay. in part three. Okay. <laughs> so the man realizes he's not going to get those those $50 and he moves on. 
So the the boy uh, proceeds with his, oh, if I could but shudder, if I could but shudder. Um, another man rather soon after comes by. Um, he ends up taking him with him to an inn and they're checking. I'm not sure what this man was intending to do at the inn with the young man. <laughs> oh boy. But he's just like, uh, come with me. Um, so they're, they're checking in. He's he's just sort of off in the corner going, if I could but shudder, if I could but shudder. Uh, the innkeeper relays a tale of a nearby haunted castle. Uh, the king will give his daughter in marriage sensing a theme to the first person to spend three nights in this castle. Um, so the youth goes to the King takes up the offer. He says, well, this is, this is clearly where I'm going to learn how to shudder. The King says, yeah, I'll, I'll take you up on the offer. I'll even give you three things to go into the castle with you. Um, the youth chooses a fire, a turning lathe and a cutting board with a knife, technically four things, but we're not going to nitpick here. So he goes to the castle, uh, sets his fire up, um, settles in for the evening at midnight. Two large black cats come out and offer to play cards. Uh, he agrees only if he can see their paws. Um, he then comments on what long nails they have, offers to trim them, and then screws their feet to the cutting board, strikes them dead, and throws their bodies out into the pond. Just, <laughs> just felt like it. So a bit um, of a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, just a, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this brings more black cats and dogs uh, with glowing red chains. They start trying to pull his fire apart. Um, he he just watches this for a bit. And then when he realizes they're to, starting to pull his fire apart, he hollers and starts attacking them with his knife. Um, some of them run, run away. Others he kills and throws into the pond as well. Um, oh. All is finally quiet. He goes to bed in the corner uh, where this there is a there's an actual bed in the corner. He lays down in it and it comes to life. It bucks all over the castle, taking him on a tour. The youth instead of being scared of it, urges it on faster and faster. They have a wild ride. Uh, finally, it hops a few times and rolls over right on top of him. Uh, he finds this dissatisfying. He hops out and sleeps the rest of the night by the fire. Uh-huh. Next day, the king comes and says, wow, this guy's got to be dead. And sure enough, he is not. Um, in fact, he complains that the, the cats were annoying. <laughs> what do you mean the bed and the cats didn't kill you? <laughs> yeah, so second night. At midnight, a half uh, there's a there's a, a a ruckus, and then a half a man tumbles down the chimney. Um, and <laughs> shortly after that, the other half comes down and begins oh, to boy. talk to him. The youth doesn't find this strange, but he takes offense to the fact that the man sits down on his bench. Uh, so he shoves him off, <laughs> and with that, more and more men fall down the chimney. Uh, and with, with them, they bring nine dead men's legs and two skulls, and they start bowling, playing at nine pins. The youth wants to join. Um, but first he puts the skulls on the turning lathe to make them more round. Cause I guess they were, you know, maybe a little oblong, more skull shaped. You know what? I've been trying to figure out what the fuck a turner is. Oh, it's, it's a lathe. Like, is it a lathe to make something rounder though? Or is it just a yeah. lathe just to sharpen knives or, and this guy's. Well, no, a lathe is something that, that turns something so that you can uh, like a... finish it in a, in a rounded manner. All right. Anyways. All right. You see, he, he's polishing skulls. Yeah. Yeah. He polishes them up so they're nice and round and they bowl. He loses a couple bucks, uh, but they have a merry time. At I the like stroke bowling. Of, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. At the stroke of 12, uh, all of this disappears. So he just goes to sleep by the fire again. King comes back the next day. Wow. Still here, huh? He's, yeah. You know, I lost a couple bucks bowling, but uh, all's good. So the third night, He's chilling as usual. And then six tall men enter carrying a coffin. The young man proclaims that this must be his little cousin who died a few days ago. 
uh, <laughs> rushes over and opens it up and finds a cold corpse. He tries to warm him up. And then finally has this little stroke of genius. He takes the corpse out of the coffin, brings him to bed, and lays with him under the covers to warm Gross. him. Yeah. All right. um, but it works. The corpse uh, warms and starts to move. Um, and then much to the youth's chagrin, instead of thanking him, says, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> and proceeds to try to strangle him. This is this this cannot stand. So he grabs him and throws him right back in the coffin and slams it shut. Um, next, an old old man with a long white beard enters and says, "Oh, you'll you'll learn how to shudder now because you're going to die soon." And the kid says, "Yeah, not so fast. I think I'm stronger than you." And so the man, of course, as <laughs> I've, I've one beaten did, old men before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old as men one, are surprisingly not as strong as you'd think, old man. So. <laughs> As one did at the time, yeah. <laughs> uh, the old man challenges him to a strength test. So they head out to the castle forge, and in rapid succession, the old man drives an anvil straight into the ground with a single swing of the hammer. And the, the kid says, that's not bad, but how about this? And he grabs an axe and splits his anvil with one swing. And in doing so, he traps the old man's long white beard. And so with the man, uh, you know, he's he's now tied to this split anvil at the ground cannot move and so the boy grabs an iron bar and starts to beat him to death <laughs> until the old man begs him to stop and promises him riches and sure enough this, this is the final boss of the video game basically <laughs> uh, brings him to three chests full of gold explains that one's for the poor one's for the king and one is for him uh, midnight strikes the man disappears kid finds his way back to the back to the room and falls asleep Come morning, the king declares that he's won the princess. Um, and this is where this is where it takes that classic right turn. Uh, so he, you know, the youth, they get, you know, he gets married, he's happy, but he keeps complaining he still doesn't know how to shudder. And this is this starts driving his new wife bonkers. So you know, you know, they're they're happy and they're fine, but every once in a while he's like, I wish I knew how to shudder. And she's like, I wish you would shut up. Shudder up. Yeah. Um, yeah. so anyway, so the the wife and her her handmaiden get this idea. Mm. Um, one night while the while the the boy sleep, well, he's now a king. One night while this young king is sleeping, they go out and get a bucket full of water from the fish pond. I think this is the same fish pond where he threw the the dead cats and dogs and things. And they dump a bucket of water on him with little fish all flipping around around him. Um, and he sits bolt upright and says, "Oh, what makes me shudder so, dear wife? Ah, now I know." What it is to shudder. Scene. The the end. The end. <laughs> this is a this is a long one, and it's a this long was a long one. Yeah, I was I was slapping together my summary, and it's it's, it's almost as long as the story itself. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it speaks to the fact that it's it's pretty fast paced. It just it just goes and goes. All of Grimm's moves right right along. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, yeah. We've we've talked about that. There's yeah. If you've got a page and a half, there's not a lot of room. There's there's no world building. There's no names. There's no extravagance. No consent. Yeah. I'm Um, curious. I'm curious what your moral is, because I I don't know. Is suppressing fear for the win? Maybe. And it's not even suppressing fear. Like It seemed the moral seemed to be. And I know this isn't what was intended, probably. But is if you're not superstitious, even if you're perfectly smart. The public at large will think you're a moron, even if you're very handsome. Yeah. But but also maybe especially if you're very handsome. 
and if nothing else, the other the other the only other one is like can't you can't get your shutters on you know what you know what eventually will maybe a lady will give you a giddy little thrill and if that doesn't work maybe maybe your lady has a friend a handmaiden that she's willing to she's like all right she's a he's not shuttering can you he's help not. my husband shutter and uh if we both tag team this motherfucker maybe we can make his legs quick i personally have had some earth-shattering orgasms in three ways <laughs> And there goes playing this for my kids. <laughs> I can edit that out if you want. Ah, uh, no, it's that they've heard it all. They, yeah, but yeah, so, no, they, like so he he he's just not superstitious. That's why people think he's stupid. The motherfucker well, doesn't no, he's, even believe he's in ghosts. He is stupid. And how is he stupid? We know that. I guess he doesn't know what dead people are. Although, if yeah, no he doesn't understand you. death. He doesn't understand. It's not that he's not scared of anything. He doesn't understand what yeah. fear is. Or he really doesn't get afraid. And right. if you don't, if you don't get afraid, then yeah, it'd, it'd be an impossible thing to try to explain to somebody. Yeah. And there are, there are analyses. There, there are a lot of analyses of these, of this, of this particular tale. Okay. Um, and one, it, many of them talk about the fact that he doesn't necessarily understand fear and what it is. It sort of ties into what you're saying. It's, it's taken as something, you know, it's an object of ridicule. And then it becomes a strength and then it becomes, I mean, he goes out to to seek his fortune and finds his fortune because he has no idea what fear is. Okay. Not only because he's not scared, but because it's, it's literally what's driving him. He wants to, yeah, he, the, the go out and seek adventure or maybe, I don't even know if he was seeking adventure or just I mean, he's, he was he yeah. seemed content to just sit in the corner in his father's house until he got kicked out. <laughs> um, there's a surprise. OK, I discovered when I was looking into this nerdcore juggernaut MC Frontalot has a song called Shudders. Oh, from the album Question Bedtime, which is about <laughs> literally about this tale. And it is a banger. I had not listened to a lot of MC Frontalot previously, but that song is quite good. I'm way off here. Was MC Front a lot the same one that did Fett's Vet? No, that was MC Chris. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. MC Chris is what I was more familiar with as far as nerdcore goes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I will have to give it a listen. Maybe we'll, we'll play a little bit of it in the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. To tie into a point you had previously about the wife, you know, that it, it turns out it's, it's, you know, it takes a wife to make a shutter. There are actually, there, there are a lot of different variations of this. And a lot of those don't involve the bucket of water and the fish at all. Mm -hmm. It's just, he goes through all those tribulations and then gets married. And then sometimes it's nerves about kissing her for the first time, or, sure. which may be a veiled reference to other things. Um, or other times it's just that she's like a stone cold, you know, doesn't fuck around. And like, that's what gets, that's what he gets the shutters from. It's just like either his first relationship or the fact that his wife is not a pushover frilly princess or other things. So it's, yeah, it's Arn Thompson type 326 is the, is the type. Um, Another thing that's interesting is this is in particular, this is heavily influenced by a medieval adventure of Lancelot, um, which was called the Marvels of Rigomer. Okay. Um, which actually features Lancelot in almost the almost an identical setting in the haunted castle with almost identical encounters. Um, I don't think it has the same 
Does he does he go bowling? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I do. I do believe he does go bowling. Oh, shit. I, right, I, right. I, I didn't look too deeply, but it's from what I read, it is near identical in the encounters that, that they experience in the in the castle. OK, well, then, I don't, I I don't mean, think it ends with a bucket of fish, though. But <laughs> I will say this. I think there's some some good bits of parenting tips in this oh, do story. Tell. One, the father said to his son, he said, ah, I have nothing but unhappiness with you. <laughs> go out of my sight. I will see you no more. Yeah. So that that line from the father actually that took me back because <laughs> not, not, <laughs> it took me a back. It's, it's OK. <laughs> You're like, my back dad used my to say that all the time. <laughs> he said, fuck you, Johnson, even though my name is also Mr. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> get out no, of my I, sight. So I'm reading along and, you know, this is it's a thrilling story as you're going. So he's just pushed the sexton down the stairs and broken his leg. And the, the sexton's wife is freaking out. And, you know, she she drags the father in and she's like, oh, my God, look at your son, Daddy Crane, all this, blah, blah, blah. And the son very I mean, this is one of the most rational moments in the whole story for the son. He rationally explains exactly what happened, his thought process. And it's it's legit. Like, I I would have been like, yeah, you know, I think I feel like you've got a decent case there. Maybe check after you break the yeah. thing's leg. See Don't who just it go is. to yeah. Don't just <laughs> ring the bell and go to bed. First of all, you could have told us two days ago when it happened. Second of all. <laughs> no, that's so, what yeah. I was saying earlier. You you know, you said, oh, he's stupid. And I'm like, well, he seems perfectly rational to me. You know, if, if a priest was if a priest, the priest's plan was like, let me dress up and go surprise the boy. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I don't want to put it that way. I don't want to say nothing, but you know, if, and, and, and to be fair to the kid, he was like, yo, who, anyone there? Who are you? I see you there. I'm going to push you down the stairs if you don't say nothing. And you know, lo and behold, nothing is said. And he pushes him down the stairs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's legit. Yeah. So when he, d- he gives this rational explanation and the father's first word is, ah, and it's my mind before he continued reading, I said, huh, the father's going to realize his kid's not so dumb. He's going to realize this is a rational situation, a rational explanation inside of the kid. And then, no, he immediately says, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you're, you're an embarrassment. Which That said, son. It, it was a little what? bit of it a makes, gut punch. It makes sense. That said, you did kill a priest. So <laughs> <laughs> off you pop. Um. Anyways, okay. Well, when, that's a... Uh, Oh, go on. Oh, no, I've, I've got I've got one. When the when the half I think it's the second night, the half body falls down the chimney. <laughs> it, it took me a few readings to figure out what who was saying what. But the half body falls down the chimney and the kid yells, hello, another half belongs to this. This is too little. <laughs> and that's when the second half comes down, which is beautiful slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then, thank you all very much for uh, listening to Story 4, The Boy Who Went Forth to Learn What Fear Was. We will see you next time. Next time. I wasn't the smartest boy in the household by a long shot. I knew but wandering the graveyard that it's best met with an onslaught of something called shudders. It's when your body trembles and your heart skips, sputters, and you mutter counter evils and you grip on to guitars. I've never come.